there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Four days to go to Celtic Rangers. Rangers Celtic Sunday at Hampden Park, 1.30. And before that, of course, Falkirk against Inverness. Who's going to be in the sunshine of the Cup Final on June the 3rd? In the sunshine in Glasgow here tonight, it's Andy Walker, the former Celtic striker in Scotland, and Craig Moore, Rangers defender, Australian star as well, is with us. Is that you, Craig? Yeah, it is. Ah, that's, that's what it says him. here yeah. from Glutton your agent. for punishment. Uh, indeed. Uh, Craig's back. Barry uh, having a couple of days at home, I think. Uh, Andy, it's all about you. It's all about Sky when we heard about the, spit, <laughs> the split. So yes. we're just going to head off and leave you for <laughs> the next two hours straight through to Andy Walker. <laughs> it's all you. Nobody seems to be happy with the post-split fixtures. You, uh, I don't think you should complain when uh, you buy into a flawed system. And uh, I know that I know that Aberdeen are upset going to Celtic three times. I know that Rangers are upset going to Hibs three times. St Mirren going to Aberdeen three times. Uh, you cannot satisfy uh, everyone in the league. And of course, this is what the, the clubs wanted. They, they only want to go to every ground a maximum of uh, four times. It must be almost impossible. It is impossible. It is impossible to, keep to balance uh, it for TV. It's for, the same. Yeah. It's the same every year. It's impossible to satisfy everyone. Craig, your view on it? We touched on it last night. You were on the night before, so we were waiting for the fixtures. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about the games themselves sure. in a moment yeah. because, listen, hey, it could come down to Ibrox. Uh, two weeks on Saturday, the game is going to be. But what did you feel when you heard about the, the fixture list? What about at the top, for example? Look, I'm just going to keep it very, very yeah. simple. <laughs> uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, each team has, has five uh, remaining matches. Um, positions will, will look after themselves. I understand um, the the issues for, for broadcast you can't keep every club happy um, so I'm happy not to get involved um, in, in, in that debate <laughs> Would you agree with Andy that maybe it's a flawed system you know the number of teams would you want to see more teams in the Premier League Premiership? Look I, I, I certainly wouldn't be against it Paul yeah. uh, but you'd probably realistically I was saying there's six, 18 teams you would need I think to, to then get you know home and away 34 matches in a season um, Too many that, that, that may be too many. Um, you know, 16 teams, you're only having 30 league matches mm. there. That's what is, I mean, too many teams. I yeah. mean, the problem with that is the quality. Are there 18 teams that deserve to be in the top uh, league? Would the quality be good enough? Big enough challenge for the likes of Rangers or Celtic? I've always thought that the likes of Dunfermline, Partick okay. Thistle, Falkirk yeah. can be can be bigger clubs. Mm. Dundee. But the, uh, yeah. Dundee, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's always great to do a Dundee derby. But remember, the, the current top flight clubs are in complete control they, they pretty much vote for everything and I, I don't think we're getting anywhere near uh, clubs deciding on a bigger league what are you thinking at home or wherever you are in the car in the van heading home after work 
at six minutes past five. Give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. Uh, this weekend, of course, Andy, can you believe it? It's another old firm derby, a Glasgow derby uh, on Sunday. Um, waiting to find out who's going to be fit. That's one of the key things, isn't it, on both sides? Celtic had yeah. Tati, we were talking about it last night. Do you have any hunch whether or not he's going to play? Because they missed him at the weekend. Yeah, I think so. I think if he's anywhere near it, he will play. I think if Jota is anywhere near it, he'll play. I think these are big players who can probably give you uh, maybe 50, 60, I don't know, 70 minutes. But that seems to be the nature of Celtic at the moment. They make a good number of changes around that 50, 60, 70 minute mark. So if you can get these special players onto the pitch from the start, I, I think it's a gamble worth taking. Who's going to win this weekend? Going to kick off with that immediately, Andy. What do you reckon? Let's not hang about. Let's get people talking. What do you think is going to happen? Will Celtic continue with the dominance over Rangers or is this when Rangers fight back? No, I think Celtic will win. I think they've got all the better players. I think they've got the players that can make a difference. In Kyogo, they've got a striker who continually scores on the big occasion. And I think they've got players who are very experienced, very used to winning, especially at Hamden. And uh, it's up to Rangers to come up with something different. They've tried a lot of things against Celtic. I think they've played some good football at times. I thought the praise they got in the 3-2 defeat at Celtic Park uh, just recently, thought that was maybe, you know, too much. Did you, I, yeah. I, I didn't think Celtic were ever, you know, out of control. Celtic weren't at their best, but they still won the game. And whatever happens at the weekend, I expect... Uh, one or two of those special Celtic players to make the difference and be a match winner. Craig, what do you reckon? Let's get straight into mm -hmm. it. Yep. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the, the, the doubts, I mean, Jota, Jota wasn't involved. Uh, he's a big player for Celtic. Hatati, uh, Celtic supporters will be desperate uh, that, that he can make this match. Look, I, I kind of, in a way, uh, if those players do make that starting 11, um, it, it's a tough match to go into mm. when you're carrying. Uh, and one thing you, you definitely can't afford to do in, in these type of matches is, is carry players. Mm. So that, that's going to be a big call. In, in regards to Rangers, what you've got Goldson that, that, that missed yep. the last match um, uh, in terms of injury and you know he's probably a key player, I think, mm. for Rangers. Can, can he make it? Ryan Jack uh, as well. Ryan, 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 yep. Ryan Jack also. So look, Rangers in terms of depth of squad, it, look, it, it's not as strong as, as, as what Celtic will field come weekend and bench. Mm. But as we've seen many, many times in, in, in this type of game, uh, the strangest thing can, uh, things can happen. I, I believe for Rangers to go on and win this uh, particular match, um, certainly scoring first is going to be a huge advantage or uh, the game uh, being on a knife, knife's edge uh, late into the game. Uh, I can see it going to the wire, but Rangers need to be at their very, very best. I think the, the main issue for Rangers is going to be who they play up top. Yeah, and what do you think? Just now, with four days to go, what yeah. would you do? Look, I wouldn't be surprised that, that, that maybe someone like, you know, Sakala, uh, and, and again, Sakala has has pace that can cause problems. He, he for me, still lacks the, the composure and quality, um, you know, to, to say get one chance in the match and really take that opportunity. But I just think in terms of Cholak with his fitness uh, and mobility, is that going to test Celtic? I don't know. I think Michael's got to think a little bit differently. Um, Rangers supporters are definitely looking for, for something slightly different to, to maybe keep Celtic guessing a little bit more than, than, than recent matches. If you want to think differently, would you think of maybe playing with three centre-backs if Goldson was fit alongside Suter and Davis and push your, push your full-backs on, Tavernier, Barisic, what do you think? No. Uh, I, know, I see where you're coming from in, in regards to, you know, it would make a lot of sense. Uh, but uh, my preference... 
uh, would be the two centre halves. Do your jobs uh, well against Kyogo. Uh, Tavon Barisic uh, are naturally going to get forward anyway. I'd like to see the extra body uh, in a in a midfield or advanced area to to try and cause Celtic problems. All right, what do you think, Rangers fans? Celtic fans, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. We've got a new competition over the next few days. Uh, Celtic fans and Rangers fans, you can win a strip and £150 each, the current strip. We've got a new competition with Pristine Decor, the guys that give you home and business a makeover inside and out. So we're looking forward to that. And you know who's joining us in 50 minutes? Here we go. One of the most decorated players in football. He won... 10 titles with his club he won 6 Scottish Cups with his club 6 League Cups and he won a League Cup with Hibs as well 55 Scotland Caps Scott Brown is going to join us Marvellous and We don't often hear from him I so, tell you you, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought that uh, it would be an easy job to take over his mantle as Celtic's captain but I tell you Callum McGregor is making a making a, a real fist of it He sure has Shall we go on the lines take the first caller Frank's on from Maryhill Good evening Frank uh, good evening, Paul and Craig and Andy. Good evening, hope you're all well. Yeah, pretty good, Frank. Frank. Yeah. So, business end of the season, what are you thinking? Well, my point is, um, I want to contain my point to the, and I make the word, uh, I've used the word advisedly, scandal of the arrangement of the fixtures post-split. We are supposed to be, um, and it's not a case of, of uh, doing things to suit my club. But we keep hearing about the fans are the most important thing in this in this sport we all love. Mm-hmm. We have a situation here where Celtic are clearly um, next game they win they win the league. The potential or not the potential the fact is the authorities along with the police have deigned that um, only a thousand approximately just over a thousand Celtic fans were present at the first opportunity. Yeah. Zero fans, Celtic fans were present at the second opportunity. And not until the third match are Celtic able to play the match at home in front of 60,000 supporters. Now, it's not a case of me saying, um, you know, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is a very, very serious one in terms of safety. We have a situation in Glasgow where since, um, well, for as long as you can remember, the authorities, including the police especially, do everything that's humanly possible to not have Celtic and Rangers fans in the city at the same time, yeah. in the same day. They've actually orchestrated this so that that is exactly what's going to happen on the 7th of May. Celtic are away to hearts, and <laughs> through my own personal uh, group of friends, yeah. dozens of them are heading into the town to go to pubs, yeah. and good goodness as well, to, to, to anticipate celebrating the league. At the same afternoon, we have 50,000 at Ibrox yep. for a Rangers-Aberdeen match. Yep. I need to spell it out. Yep. Is, it, is it that difficult? Number two, so basically they don't care about the Celtic supporters um, at all in terms of um, being able to give them the first opportunity because if the first game was at Submarine at Celtic Park, You've got a controlled situation there. I can't believe what the police are thinking about. I really can't. It You've definitely got... could be um, an issue on the day. We hope that everyone behaves. Uh, Andy, you're not the spokesman for Sky. Of course you're not. There's so many competing yeah. um, factors, but that's quite a compelling one for Frank. Well, I would trust the police and their judgment. They are used to dealing with large group of supporters and they would have had an input on this. Mm. 
as would all of the clubs who are have all got their their, their own interest. So you you've really I, I would say what you have just said, Paul. It's up to everyone to behave, and I know that uh, tensions can uh, run high. But um, there's a league title to be won every season, mm. and uh, you know certainly when I was playing, there was always a potential for trouble, but. I do think now the, the potential is heightened because we've all got social media, we're, we're all um, giving our opinions on a on an hourly basis rather yeah. than a, a weekly basis when you used to go to games and that would be the only time you would get to, to um, vent your frustration or, or whatever. But I think you've got to trust the judgment of the clubs and the police who are in agreement here that this is the best way to go. Craig? Yeah, look, <coughs> excuse me. It's a difficult one because, look, the the reality is, um, due to the dynamics of the west of Scotland, there, there is always going to be trouble and it is, it is a minority. And so, you know, safety and, and being able to control that and have measures in place is, is very, very important. It's not a new issue. Um, so it's something that that experience and, and, and infrastructure and know-how should, should be there. Look, Frank, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with regard to the way that the league's gone and and the opportunity to to potentially win that that title earlier on and uh, why the, the the home game isn't kind of there in the the first game or two for for Celtic um, as as a supporter is is, is a bit rough, uh, but again it's not my expertise yep, sure. in in regards yep. to, to to how these decisions are, are made. But I certainly uh, I hear your point loud and clear. Frank, you made it very well. Let's hope that it isn't tested, that people do behave, um, because there could be flashpoints that day, no question. Yeah. Um, Doing the fixtures must be the most difficult task, but you've got the two biggest clubs and this could be a flashpoint on that day. Frank, thanks very much for calling. 0808 17 17 700. As we mentioned just beforehand, Scott Brown will be joining us just after. A few people have been on saying, yep, he's on. He's going to be at the Hydro in a few weeks with yeah. uh, Mikel Lustig. And I was just thinking about it. We'll talk about it just after six, but people like Frank and Celtic fans didn't really get a chance to celebrate that uh, four uh, trebles in a row the quadruple treble Andy it's, it's, it's remarkable it's when because you, of Covid yeah. yeah when you look back on it to just to say it out loud again Celtic won 12 trophies on the spin it was not, truly, not so loud please not so loud <laughs> <laughs> it was truly yeah. remarkable I honestly believe it, it won't uh, be done again and for anyone to be part of that and I'm thinking I don't know who was involved in every trophy, but I'm thinking Scott Brown and Callum mm. McGregor and James Forrest, mm. uh, maybe Scott Sinclair, I'm not mm. sure, maybe Michael Lustig. Yeah, he was in for um, just about. So uh, those type of players, truly remarkable period of success and domination. So one of the headlines this afternoon is that Hibs have confirmed they've won the red card appeal for Jimmy Jago, James Jago, at the weekend. Now, Andy, we saw you in the telly. You were at... Uh, the Hertz against Ross County. You were also up at Aberdeen Rangers, but you got a game in between, and this is connected. I, I managed to uh, sneak in for the second half uh, with St Johnson's agreement, of right. course. <laughs> uh, they were very yeah. kind, letting me and my good friend uh, Luke Shanley in. Luke is uh, a big Hibs fan, so mm. I went along with him. And and we saw this incident, and of course we, we couldn't quite believe what we had seen. And I think on reflection, when you look back on it, most reasonable people would say... The referee did make a clear and obvious error and he should have been able to go over to the pitch side monitor and uh, you know downgrade it to a yellow. Yeah. I think that's the that was a sensible decision, but I think it does highlight again um just how poor some of the decisions have been over the course of the season. 
And, and for me, we've said time and time and again throughout the season, one thing that has been consistent has been poor decisions. Um, VAR uh, obviously needs to improve because it hasn't worked. It hasn't been effective, in my opinion, uh, this season. I mean, let's not forget, it was definitely uh, not a red card, uh, rightfully been rescinded. Um, if Lee Johnson doesn't get the draw that takes him into the top six and they fall out of the top six, he potentially loses his job. Um, so, you know, it, it's people's livelihoods. Well, it also, and, and, and they were lucky as well, Craig, because that was the best part of 45 minutes that mm. they played with yeah, 10 men yeah, yeah. and, and they, they still managed to get a point. We, we, we've all been, you know, Andy, yourself included, you, you know, in that environment where, where it's cutthroat and jobs are on the line and, and it's about results. Mm. Um, and, and I think that, not I think, I know that there's there's been a lot of coaches, there's been a lot of supporters that have been extremely unhappy with the application this season of VAR. Um, clearly, it needs significant improvement uh, well, for I think, next season. I think Hibs were also right to say, you know, they, they welcome the decision, but they will also work with other clubs just to try and... Fine-tune. Uh, you know, improve yeah. the decision-making because, as Craig says, the application and interpretation of the laws of the game uh, with VAR, I just think have been, for the most part, they've been dreadful. Looking forward to the weekend, Andy, particularly the Marvelous. game on Sunday. Yeah, well, I know how much I, we see Stephen McGinn so often and what a great occasion for a team from the third tier of Scottish football for the potential to be in a Scottish Cup final, playing against a team from the uh, second tier. And even when you think of Inverness's journey, I mean, Queen's Park beat them. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and due to yeah. some technicality and uh, uh, registration failure, yeah. they're, um, they've made it. They, they, they beat Kilmarnock and they, they, they are big favourites to win on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Paul. They are. And look, Falkirk, uh, a wonderful achievement, you know, to get to the semi final. You can kind of understand, I think, in, in terms of the league, huffed and puffed uh, uh, since that, that, that big result against here. Um, Inverness. Uh, in, you know, in terms of the league, the form team of of, of that league, um, so they they clearly go in as favourites, and what a wonderful opportunity uh, for both clubs to to try and get to to the show showpiece of the final. I see Dundee going back to league business. They've asked the SPFL to urgently intervene. They say they've been offered a low ticket allocation for their trip to Queens Park. Well, Stenhouse Muir on the final day of the season. That's going to be some match. That's an argument that we hear so often this season. We just heard from Frank earlier on saying Celtic fans, there'll be 1,200 of them at um, Tynecastle in a couple of weeks' time. There'll be no Celtic fans at Ibrox and there'll be very few Dundee fans at Queen's Park. Seems to be supply and demand. There's just not enough spaces. Yeah, yeah. And look, it, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because uh, we don't have a game without the supporters. Uh, and at the same time, you can understand their, their angst uh, in regards to you know not necessarily uh, getting enough tickets or, or, or getting along to, to certain games. So certainly hear the frustration of the supporters, whatever club that may be. 0808 17 17 700. This time last night, Kenny Miller was here. Do you know where he is tonight? Where is he tonight? He's at Man City against oh. Arsenal. Now that what is going to be tasty, yes. isn't it? What yeah. a game. Looking forward to watching that when I get back yeah, home. For sure. Kieran Tierney might feature tonight. Yeah. Could be back into yeah, the team. Always good yeah. to see him playing and making a contribution at the, the highest level. Even if he doesn't uh, you know, remain at uh, Arsenal, I think there'll be a hell of a lot of interest in him to to go. I mean, uh, there's so much speculation about him possibly mm -hmm. going to Newcastle who might have Champions League football where... Kieran Tierney has played a good number of games already. Do you think that would be a good move for him, Andy? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And I think he would add to the 
the the threat of Newcastle, the quality of Newcastle. Mm. Okay. Do you want to win some money? And uh, one of your favourite strips, it could be a Celtic or a Rangers strip. That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Craig Moore and Andy Walker taking calls on 0808 17 17 700. Now, we've teamed up this week ahead of the big game with Pristine Decor, the people who give your home or business a makeover, inside and out. Don't need it in here, it's looking really, really good. And we're going to give away a signed 2022-23 Celtic home shirt, plus £150 cash ahead of the game on Sunday. Sounds pretty good, Andy, yeah? Toast. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to put, uh, put supporters against each other over the next few days, but... We're going to take a Celtic fan on now. Each night, you'll have a fan on. We will in a moment or two. 45 seconds to answer as many questions about your club as you can. And whoever is the most right at the weekend gets the strip. Signed strip. Yep. Good pressure. Certainly is. Uh, Up first is Kieran, a Celtic fan from Bonus. Hi, Kieran. Good evening. Hiya. How you doing? How you feeling? Uh, Not too bad, thanks. Right, well, we'll go to the quiz first of all then. Yep. I not a problem, yeah. It's our friends at Pristine Decker. This is brilliant to get it. The signed shirt and £150 in cash. He sounds so confident. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Aye. More confident than me, so that's good. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. So we'll not hang around. Okay, as soon as you know the answer, you've got 45 seconds. Just jump in. Here we go. Okay. Who played in goal for Celtic the last time they won the Scottish Cup? Katie Gordon. Which club did Ange Postacoglu leave to join Celtic? Oklahoma Marinos. Before Jota, who was the last Portuguese national to play for Celtic? Oh, pass. Who has more Scottish Cup winners' medals? Paul McStay or Scott Brown? Scott Brown. Not including interim, how many Celtic managers has Callum McGregor played under? Five. Who is the only current Celtic player to have scored at the World Cup 2022? Maeda. Which former Celtic player was their most expensive ever signing? Pass. Okay, we've got seven questions and you got three right. We'll give them. Yeah, so the first one, it was a tough one actually. Andy, we checked it with you. Was it tough for me? Uh, yeah, exactly. He's a bit cocky tonight, isn't he? It's surprising when you look at these fixtures. <laughs> Connor Hazard. And, and that was a tough one. I'm, oh, I'm with you, Ken. Right. I know. It's just knowledge, I don't so, know. Yeah, and then you're, I'm going to fade him down. Um, and yeah, he came from Yokohama Marinos, as you said, before Jota. Georges Cadetti. Oh, Portuguese. Nice, nice. Oh, indeed, the Portuguese. You remember him? What yeah, a player, he put, wasn't he? He put the ball in the netty. He's play, I'm still quite young. So. He's quite young. What age are you? Ah, what age are you, Kim? 26. So okay, he's yeah. Not, he was one of the three I amigos, really wasn't him. he? Was that De Canio and uh, Van Hoydong? Van Hoydong. Cadetti, <laughs> yeah. Next on the line, it's going to be Fergus McCann. <laughs> so, uh, um, next one was, who's got more Scottish Cup winners? You were absolutely right. It was uh, Scott Brown. He has six and he's going to be with us in half an hour. Um, who's oh. the... Yeah, not including interim managers. How many Celtic managers? It's four managers. Uh, Neil Lennon, yep. Ronnie Dyla, of course, Brendan Rodgers. And? And of course. And yep, and Postacoglu. So, and Eduard was the question for the most expensive signing. 
So it's uh, oh, Hudson Edward. Did you hear that one as best as I could? So I had to just pass it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, pressure. But listen, that, pressure. That, that is, it is pressure. You only get forty-five no, seconds. Yeah. That thing's ticking down. Mm. So is that three? We've got. But listen, you're still in. There'll be a Celtic fan tomorrow night. Celtic fan on Friday, and then one of you is going to win it. So three is not a disgrace at all. <laughs> <laughs> The disgrace in here is Andy Walker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I get four. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Craig, he, he, he wasn't on the Cadetti one, though. No. No. no, no, no. In an hour's time, we'll have a Rangers fan on. Kieran, what are you thinking for the game at the weekend? The double is wrapped up. Is it good? How do you feel about that? The fact that, again, you've got a double so far? Uh, good. I think, I think we can do it on Sunday, but I think there's a lot of people that's overconfident when they don't, they shouldn't be. It's got to be a lot closer and probably a lot harder. Like every game is between Celtic and Rangers. It's never a lot. Well, a lot of the time, it's never a walk in the park mm-hmm. that a lot of people make it out to be. Andy, you can never go in over, overly confident, can you? How do you tackle not, it then? Not at all. You yeah. have to be focused, and you have to. Um, I think if you've got the supporters uppermost in your mind, you just want to give them a, a good memory. I mean, I won some of these games, um, played well and lost some of these games played poorly it's an extreme high to an extreme low but you've got to remember what's at stake at the weekend and I think that is what gives Celtic a bit of confidence they have done it before at Hamden this season against uh, Rangers it'll be a a 50-50 crowd split I think the atmosphere will be will be good I think that'll help the players and um, I just think Celtic have got more potential match winners and that's why I think they'll win it Craig, what would you say to Kieran about the game as well? He's fully respectful yeah. of the opposition. Nah, he seems yeah. he seems switched on, Kieran. To be fair, I mean, a majority of the games, uh, you know, it is an arm wrestle. Um, you know, the odd occasion that there's been a blowout, but I'm I'm with you in regards to it's going to be a highly competitive match. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see what the the starting eleven is for Celtic because they've they've carried a couple of injuries that have been maybe uh, you know racing against the clock. Um, the 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 fifty fifty split creates a, a an unbelievable atmosphere, uh, and look the the drive for Celtic is to to go and try and uh, you know win a, a treble, which is huge uh, motivate motivation for sure. Rangers obviously looking to stop that, and I'm not being disrespectful to the other semi final, no. but we do expect that whoever obviously uh, comes out on top between Rangers and Celtic should be lifting the Scottish Cup. Kieran, I see Todd Cantwell of Rangers is saying today that he's vowing Rangers will go all out to maintain that record as the most successful club. They've got 117 trophies. Celtic, they could go to 100. Well, there will be 115 with mm-hmm. the title. Could be 116 if you get the treble. Um, do you think about things like that? Is it the chat with some of your fans? It's. I think it's more the the Rangers players come out and talk about things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's you see it with Celtic. You don't really hear much for the, the individuals. They, as it always goes, I think Celtic do more than talking in the park. Yeah, and I don't think they get the numbers. They don't go into the numbers game as much, Craig and Andy. If I can say, you know, they don't. Yeah. Well, they, as, yeah. as many Celtic players are put up for media duties than Rangers yep. players, I think they're just a bit more. I don't know. They're maybe show a bit more humility mm. and realise what's at stake. And uh, as Kieran very rightly says, they tend to do their talking on the pitch rather than off it. Yeah. Look, it's one area where I would like to see improvement at Rangers. If I'm honest, um, you know, when you're when you're chasing, which they have been this season, um, do your talking in house. Uh, for me, is very very important. 
Um, focus purely on yourself. I mean, a lot of the fans don't need to be educated about um, the successes of both football clubs, but I, I just think that um, less less is more at yeah. this moment in time at Rangers in terms of you know the, maybe the information that comes out. So uh, I don't disagree, Kieran. Uh, and sometimes, uh, not sometimes, you know, a lot of the time I've been there be, before myself. Those words, those stories. Um, can also be used uh, as motivation for the for the other team, and I'm saying the other team, the opponent, whether sure. whoever team that is. Uh, so, less is more. Yeah, Kieran, did we give you the answer to the question about who's the only current Celtic player to have scored in the World Cup? Did we give that one? No, no, actually, no. It's Dyson Maida. Maida, and uh, yeah, he scored against Croatia in the 43rd yeah. minute. It's funny how you forget it. It seems ages ago, it does doesn't seem it? Seem a long, who's, long time ago. It's been a long that's, season. That's his, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. said it. No, yeah. you got it, and you got right, that one. Right. Yeah, you got. But I, I didn't. I forgot to confirm that to you and to oh, the nation. Okay. Yeah, so that's just to try and keep me in. I, I don't. I don't think you're too far away from Kyogo getting back into the international setup. Yes. He has been so consistent. Uh, if I had a vote for the Player of the Year, uh, and I know there's a number of options at Celtic, I'd go for Kyogo. I think he's been the best. I think he, there's still more uh, goals to come. And if he keeps doing it, and then of course you've got Champions League football, if he manages a notch in, uh, on that type of stage, he, he can't be too far away about uh, from rather uh, getting back into the international, the international stage. team. But it's been mm. strange that it has that he hasn't yeah. been involved because he, he's come to Glasgow, uh, immediately hit the ground running, um, has only ever scored goals. Mm. Um, and he still hasn't been involved. I know he's not. He's not an old player. He's, I think he's twenty nine. Uh, but again, in terms of the, the the Japanese national team, it's the same with Patati as well, Craig. Yeah, you know, it just seems to be that the, the manager at this moment in time has his ideas and, and has maybe got other players, Andy, that are um, you know in front of him in terms of what he's maybe seen on a week to week basis. But all you can do as a, as a player is continually go about your business and, and give it your best. And Kyogo certainly does that. Who's your player of the year? Kieran, who would you vote for? I think it's hard to look past Kyogo, mm -hmm. but like Hitati as well has been unbelievable. And I think as well, like Carter Vickers at the back has just been colossal for us. He's won us a lot, more, a lot of games as well as Kyogo has at the other side. He has. And what would yeah. you say about Scott Brown when he comes on? What would you want to ask him? Because he'll be on in 25 minutes. Oh, or what, what would you want to say so to him? Questions. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just thanks. Yeah. A big thank you for everything he's done for us for the many years he gave. He, he was uh, phenomenal, wasn't he? He was, he was a machine, a winning machine for it's a It's yeah. a very good but a very simple message from Kieran. Yeah. Just thanks. I mean, the, the, the level of success, the level of work that he put into it, the amount of trophies that he led the club to. Uh, he had good team, good teammates around him mm -hmm. and really enjoyed a, a period of uh, astonishing success. What's your scoreline? Final point this weekend. What's going to happen then, Kieran? You've been really respectful, but come Sunday afternoon, what do you expect to happen? I think, I think there'll be goals. I, think, I do think we'll definitely concede, but I think we'll run out winners, maybe 3-1. You reckon 3-1? Yeah. Andy, is it going to be goals? I mean, you've gone for Celtic. Yeah, I thought that. Celtic would win it by uh, two or three goals the last time they played. I didn't see Rangers getting a couple, but um, yeah, I think we'll get goals again. There's a lot of... Um, it's a semi-final. You need to go over the hurdle. You need to be a bit more adventurous. You've got to win in the day. I don't think anyone would uh, want to take their their uh, chances on penalty kicks, so they want to get the job done. There'll be, 
they'll be adventurous. And Celtic, it's it's the way they play. You you look at I mean Kieran was talking about Carter Vickers there, uh, and along alongside Starfield, they are very happy to go man for man at the back, and knowing that their fullbacks are both of them are, are, are pushed on, so they could be exposed if someone has um, you know a bit of pace, but. They tend to handle every uh, every situation really well, and it's it's no surprise to me that the Celtic, as well as being the the highest scorers in the league, you you, you can't forget that they have got the the best defence by quite some distance in terms of the the goals conceded. And I know you would really uh, admire that, wouldn't you? I definitely, as a defender, you know, clean sheets. Um... Not conceding goals, it always gives your team a, a great platform to, to go and build on. And when you have attacking players, um, you know, that they can go on and, and, and do that that last bit, you know, scoring the goals, creating the goals. Um, but defenders love clean sheets. Look, it, it'll be very, very interesting. I, I, I'd Like I said, I see it going right to the wire. I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes to extra time. Yep. Penalties. Um, I don't think it'll go to penalties. Um I'm obviously going to go with Rangers to to, to win in extra time two one, but like I said, for me it's important that Rangers were to to get that that first goal. Uh, if anything, Andy, you touch on in terms of the one v one situations, and you're right, Carter Vickers and um, Starfield have been excellent at that. But are there moments in the game? You know, you look at Van Veen where he gets one v one against Taylor. Uh, again, that's structure. That's counter attacking football because Celtic had a corner. So again, there's got to be positives. Uh, in terms of Rangers' game plan uh, going into this match. But on the day, um, it, it's who's going to roll the sleeves up, who's going to come out on top. Um, and fit players for me, really, really important in this one. Celtic might carry a couple that have yep. got question marks over their fitness. Who's going to be the last man standing? We'll find out on Sunday. The last fan standing could be you, Kieran. We'll find out tomorrow and Friday. But if you're number one, then you're going to win with our friends at Pristine Decker. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Good Cheers. luck, Kieran. Cheers, Kieran. Thank you. Sounds a great guy, doesn't yeah, he? Nice. Yeah, nice. Really, yeah, really measured. So thanks to our friends at Pristine Decker. Back in an hour's time where we'll do it again with the Rangers fan. Going to take more calls. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Countdown's on to the big games. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. The countdown on to the Scottish Cup semi-finals and the final run-in in the league. At the top, obviously, Celtic have just about clinched it and they will do in the coming weeks. Will it be uh, a week on Saturday, Sunday, or the following weekend? Or is it back at Celtic Park? Uh, well into May in the game against St Mirren. Yeah, Celtic play Hearts away Sunday the 7th of May, 2.15 kickoff. Rangers kick off uh, the following week, Celtic at Ibrox, obviously no fans there, at 12.30. Um, that's your game, Andy. You'll be obviously covering that. Looking forward to it, yeah. Sky. Looking forward to all the, the games. St Mirren. And can I, can yeah, I just say, sure. see the people that work in the Sky office? Yeah. Honestly, they work their socks yeah. off. They are brilliant at putting games together all the stuff beforehand, yeah. afterwards, eh, afterwards, all the stuff on their social media platforms. Sky Sports News, 24 hours a day, gives access to all the clubs and all their sponsors. It's a, it's a real boost for all the clubs, I think. Do you think it's appreciated by the clubs? Some more than others. Okay. What do you think? Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, having worked a little bit in TV, I know trying to do the schedules and all the rest of it for TV, it must be... Um, almost impossible well it is impossible it is impossible happy. to keep everyone happy uh, yeah. but uh, I think everyone tries their best yeah 
700. Big changes this season at Rangers. The manager went, when was that? In November. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, the new manager in. Ross yes. Wilson left a few weeks ago down to Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, the, managing, the chairman stood down just a few weeks ago before the Celtic game. And now it's been announced that Stuart Robertson goes, the MD, and it's yeah. going to be... James Bisgrove, who's going to be the chief exec. So he was chief commercial officer. Yes. So, is it, and John Bennett's now the chairman. Um, a lot of nice words about Stuart Robertson, who everyone says, really decent guy there. Mm-hmm. What's the changing here? They're talking about a new energy at the club, Craig. And, I mean, the fans will want to know its results in the park. Is this what it's all, well, we'll be geared towards that. Yeah. What's your feeling? What's going on? You're a Rangers legend. Yep. What's happening? Now, look, I, I, I'm... Like a lot of people, I think that, that John Bennett, uh, as new chairman, comes in and, and, and comes with a with a lot of energy, uh, and and I, I think has probably been you know watching things from a from a distance, let's say, um, and, and recognise maybe uh, changes that need to be made off the field. Um, Paul, uh, massive on on, on governance and, and making sure that all the right things are are in play. Uh, CEO, I think, makes a lot of sense. I mean, when I was a sporting director at Brisbane Raw. It was exactly the the structure that was in place. You you had a CEO, um, you had a had a board, you had owners. Um, so it's managing up that way. So big big job for for James Biscroft to to come in and 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 to do that. Um, look, at the end of the day, the proof in the pudding is always going to be about success. Um, and and I think the questions, not so much over the players that potentially that have been. Um, out of contract, out of contract players for me at this moment in time. I think reading between the lines and listening to what's been coming out of the football club is there's been talk about potentially the new players that are coming in and at this stage, no new contract discussions with those current players. Mm. So I expect a, a hefty clear out. Mm. Um, and, and it just says, look, it's going to boil down to what funds are available to, um, to, to bring in a, a large chunk of players because I, I do see that that's potentially uh, what's going to happen moving forward. The football director's role, um, which which hasn't really, we haven't heard too much about it, whether or not that, that area is, is going to be addressed. Look, for me personally, Paul, I think that uh, that particular role at the football club is an important one because um, I, I think that there needs to be processes in place. I certainly think that uh, whoever is in that role needs to support Michael Beale um, and, and whatever head coach is in place in terms of recruitment. And he said he's comfortable at the moment with the plan for the player recruitment for the next few months. Yeah, but look, going forward, you will need one. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think you need, you know, it's not it's not so much... The first team is is what we all see. Sure. Yeah. Right? Then you've got your whole football department, you've got your medical department, you've got the academy set up, you've got the messaging that comes out of the football. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, of, a lot of things that I think fall under that umbrella. Um, and, I, and I still feel that, like I says, in regards to the, the maybe identified players that Michael's made, uh, fantastic because he needs to be ahead of the he needs to be ahead of the game. Players need to be arriving first of July, Andy. Uh, mm. But I think longer term, it's certainly a, a role that the clubs still need to look at. It's pretty simple. Rangers need to get more value for money. Whatever the figure is that Michael Beale has got available for players, they need to get more value for money. Celtic have moved away. <laughs> from spending millions on the likes of Vasilius Barkas, the goalkeeper, Ayete, the striker, who just didn't cut it. And recently they've spent big on Carter Vickers. I think it was around six million. I think think it was the same with Jota. Those two are big players. Those two are committed. And I think you can see it in the way that they play, the way that they approach games. And they, they are match winners. Carter Vickers can 
get you a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Jota can get you a goal or an assist. So whatever Rangers have got to spend, the simple truth is they need more value for money. Going to come back to that during the programme. We're going to go on the lines now. Laurie's on in Glasgow in the East End. Hi, Laurie. Uh, panel, good evening. Hi, Hi Laurie. Good evening. Uh, hey, Paul, uh, I'd like to make a few comments, if I can, uh, regarding the post picture split. And yes. I'll preface any comments I'm about to make by saying, in all probability, I will be in a minority of my fellow Celtic fans. But you know what? I don't come on programmes. Yep. Attempt to ingratiate myself with anybody. Sure. I call it as I see it. So here goes, Paul. Uh, if you'll bear with me for a moment or two, these are my thoughts on the matter. Yeah. As a Celtic fan and a season ticket holder, it matters not to me one iota that a Celtic claims the title. The league campaign, as far as I'm concerned, is a marathon spanning a 38 game long campaign. The people who arrange the post split fixtures, they know they're to prioritise a pigeonhole games to the advantage any one club. I'd take great delight, Paul, if Celtic won the title at the Bear Pit, that is Ibrox Stadium. The faces of 50,000 Rangers season ticket holders, for me, would be a sight to behold if we were crowned champions in front of them. And I'll also say uh, there will be a Mardi Gras atmosphere at Parkhead when the time comes in front of our own supporters. Uh, lastly, the legendary Muhammad Ali travelled the globe winning and defending his belts. And far-flung places like Kansas a year, Manila, London and Las Vegas. Yeah. That is a mark of a true champion, guys. Discuss. Really good points there. Andy, would you want to say it's a, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, it's not about just these final five Yeah, the, the, the truth is Celtic will go over the line and um, I, I only won one title with Celtic and we had the opportunity to win it at Tyne Castle and we get beat. And the following week, we had another opportunity and it was at uh, Parkhead against Dundee. <laughs> I don't know if there was, I think the official crowd was 60,000. I think there was a bit more than that. But um, <laughs> a, it was very special to me. We won it at home. We won it in front of our supporters. There are memories that you will never forget. It, it wasn't quite the way that it is today where everything is so uh, marketable and commercial and you need sponsors and you need, uh, you need, you need, they need to be sort of envision. Um, the truth is Celtic will win the league and that's the most important thing. I totally get it that you want to, everyone wants uh, a utopia for their own club, but you can't have it. Uh, I'll say it again, the, the split, uh, which was voted for, it uh, was voted in by the clubs. It's a flawed system. You cannot satisfy everyone. And year on year, you will get some clubs who are unhappy with it. That is the nature of Scottish football. Craig, some Celtic fans will like to watch it. They'd love to be there. Yeah. If it goes to Ibrox, that'll be some game, won't it? Your old team will be determined to stop Celtic. Mm-hmm. But for the Celtic players, that would be special to win it at yeah. Ibrox. Yeah, but uh, of course, uh, you know, you're at your main rival. Yeah. Um, done that myself, you know, and it's, 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 it's huge. So, like, one, t- one title's uh, away from home, one title's at home. Um, and look, for me, in regards to, you know, the marathon, it is a marathon. For me, I've, I've never had an issue and, and, and it's always been a great day, although you maybe won the title elsewhere. That very last home game in, in front of your home supporters is, is, is an amazing feeling. It, it's something that you've worked, um, you know, everybody at the football club have worked extremely hard for for the whole season. Uh, and it then becomes that, that, that carnival kind of atmosphere that you can celebrate and, and enjoy with your fans. 
the Rumble in the Jungle. You refer to that there, Laurie. You'll remember it, of course. Muhammad Ali, George oh, Foreman. Oh. Uh, did you ever, were you in the jungle in the old days at Celtic Park? <laughs> oh, many, many times. I was reared there in actual fact, Paul. I've got uh, great, great, great memories. Now, I would say, Paul, uh, uh, is that, you know, you can't have a situation whereby the, the people who have compiled or collated these fixtures uh, are seen to be accommodating Celtic. Could you imagine the chorus of dissent from Rangers supporters uh, if they were seen to be given Celtic preferential treatment? And they would be right, yeah. uh, you know, uh, to, to, to have uh, something to say about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Andy, what about that by winning at Ibrox? How would that be for you if you were going in two weeks' time to Ibrox with the chance to win the title? It'd be sweet. Um, because uh, you'd be winning on the home of your, your greatest rivals. Um, I don't expect that to be the case. I expect Celtic to be going there as champions. I don't think you'll get any guard of honour. I mean, no. for goodness sake, you'll get... The, these the, the people who are in the boardrooms at these clubs, they cannot stand the sight of one another. There are no supporters allowed in each other's grounds. The idea that you would ask the players to applaud... Um, um, yeah, the, the, sure. the champions on that that's not going to happen it doesn't bother you does it no no no. you just want to to win and you want to celebrate with your own do you think there's a chance with James Bisgrove being the new chief exec is there a chance that there could be a bridge between him and Michael Nicholson two relatively young you know chief execs coming mm-hmm. together and saying let's get some common sense here I respect for these two great clubs in this amazing city in well, 2023, the, the, the come one, on. The one thing you yeah. want is a sizable away support. And yes. I'm only speaking as a player who had a sizable away support. Uh, when I went to Ibrox and played, and when I played at home, uh, there was a sizable away support for Rangers and for a, a player. I'm sure Craig will echo what I'm saying. It's, um, I mean, I'm born and bred in Glasgow. It's the best game. It's the best atmosphere I've ever played in. And I've said it before, we're trying to sell it to everyone else. Yeah across Europe, across the world, and yet the clubs want to water it down, it's uh, it's a great pity. It's fair to say there's not going to be a guard of honour. No. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the official it's, spokesman it's, for oh, Rangers. It's fair to say yeah. that's, that's no. not going to be the case. Yeah. But like I said, you know, as a as a Celtic player, if they if they you know they, they come to Ibrox, no supporters, which is a shame, you know, because we would like to see uh, a balance there as well, because I think that's what makes a game extra special. Um, but I mean the motivation for Celtic to go and win uh, at your biggest rivals um, and kind of get one over them Andy is is something that the players will yeah. the other be thing thinking is the, about the game, the game stands alone and you just want to beat Rangers on any occasion so that, that that's enough motivation Laurie, but, but, sorry sorry, yeah. but you've, I mean, again and whether we're talking about this particular match and all that sort of stuff but I've also played in other matches international level and all that sort of stuff you which go, one are we you, talking you about away. the cup game nah, this weekend play, but, or the league there's so no, many no, but I'm just saying yeah. but sometimes to go away yeah. also and to be able to silence 50, 60, 100,000 mm. there's no there's no greater feeling as a player you did it yep well uh, we played uh, yeah. Iran in, in front oh. of 127,000 you know, and, and went and got. Wow. Uh, ended up being a draw, mind you. But hard to imagine uh, that number inside the stadium. Uh, inc- incredible, Andy. Incredible. So that that, that, what, that for a player. What was the score? Uh, it was one one. By the way, it's like a little 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 story. Okay. Yeah, a young Harry Cool scored 100, uh-huh. 127,000, right? Shh. And I kid you not, I heard a can, a can. Mm. Trickling down the stairs, you could hear us. You could hear players shouting at each other and celebrating. Yeah. And all that. Oh, it was incredible, Paul. It was unbelievable. 
Laurie, was that the old gate? <laughs> 127,000 sometimes when, when it was reported. What's the attendance? 62,000 it used to be, allegedly. Laurie. Um, well, I remember, I remember them games. Uh, and sometimes, you know, there'd be 60,000 people crammed in there like sardines and then estimated attendance, 27,000. <laughs> and that was the old board, I'm afraid, you know. Laurie, as you know, I think Scott Brown's going to be on in five or six minutes. What would you want to say? A question or would you want to say something to your former captain? I'd just like to express my gratitude to Scott uh, for the service uh, to the club uh, and all the the honours that he amassed. Uh, One very grateful uh, Celtic fan. Thank you so much, Scott, and I wish you all the best in your new venture at Fleetwood. Laurie, great to hear you as always. Thanks so much for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show Thanks, with Mike Motors. Cheers, Laurie. Cheers, sounding Laurie. good, sounding well. 0808 17 17 700. So, chance to win a Ranger strip in the next hour as well. Have you got many left, Craig? Of a, did you give them away? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, some, some. Huh? Uh, but uh, look, my son's in control of, of, of all that those all right. kind of things now, so he decides. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a few. News is next, and then Scott Brown. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. So just the five games to go in the Singe Premiership. Celtic heading for the title again, two in a row. 92 points after the 33 games. Rangers on 79 after the 33. Aberdeen on 53. It's been a remarkable turnaround under... um, Barry Robson in the last few weeks. Hearts on 48. They got a win at the weekend. Hibs on 44. And St Mirren on 44. Great for them, wasn't it, to get a top six place, Andy, for the first time. Tremendous. Yeah. I agree. I mean, honestly, I had them uh, going down. It just shows you how much I know. I had St Johnston in the bottom yeah. two as well. And, um, well, they are struggling at the moment, but I think they'll they'll keep out of it. Looking forward to the weekend Inverness against Falkirk on Saturday, then Sunday, Celtic against Rangers. And a man who knows all about winning the Scottish Cup. He's won it six times with Celtic, six League Cups as well, ten titles. Scott Brown's on the line. Scott, good evening. Hello, everyone. How are you? Yeah. How are you doing, Scott? Hi, Scott. Well, good. Andy's here, and so is Craig Moore as well. You you didn't come up against each other, did you, playing Why, Scott, you were far too young. And I played against Craig. him when he, he was did. at Hibs. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, he was already lively and, uh-huh. and, and and trying to stir the pot and give who him, sorted give him, who out. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, look, they were competitive. They were competitive <laughs> back then. I tell you, there was a, there was a squad there of young boys coming through at Hibs, yeah. Scott, at that time, wasn't there? Yeah, we had like uh, myself, had Stephen, had Kevin Thompson. With Gary O'Connor, Derek Ryden, we had to be fair, Stephen Fletcher as well. So there was a lot coming through at the same time, and no, it was it was an enjoyable time coming through playing football with your mates, and then obviously playing against yourself, Craig, and, and Celtic and Hearts and stuff like that as well. It was it was fantastic. 
the most important thing is Scott your accent hasn't changed okay Fleetwood <laughs> you haven't gone that kind of English way not that there's anything wrong with it but so much time up here so much success listen we had a few Celtic fans on in the first half uh, of the programme Kieran was on from Bones and Laurie from Deniston and they both already said he wanted to express his gratitude for all you did and Andy what was it that Kieran said for Scott he wanted to yeah he just yeah. wanted to offer him thanks and I think that uh, if you if you had a chance to speak to Scott Brown yep. Kieran what would you say to him and he just said yep. thanks and I think uh, I mean Scott was uh, remarkably successful but I do remember Billy just talking about in general your job as a Celtic player, give give the supporters good memories. Yeah. And <laughs> I did it maybe for one or two seasons, but certainly not the the length of time that uh, Scott did. It was a it was a remarkable time in your life, Scott. No, it was fantastic, and um, I think for my event coming up in Lustig's event, it's it's more just to say thank you very much to all the Celtic fans that are out there that have supported us over the years through thick and thin, and. It's also a good thing for the foundation as well, and for us to give something back to the club, to the community, and and also to say uh, thank you to all the Celtic fans as well because uh, throughout the years and their their support was fantastic, and the way we myself and Lustel finished off, and we never really got that chance to say goodbye to sixty thousand fans because it was like it was a great great time to be fair and. It was fantastic opportunities for ourselves to play in front of 60,000 fans. Is there anything you miss about Scottish football, Scott? Uh, the passion. I, I think um, going along to the, the stadium, the build-up. and I, I miss playing more than anything. Uh, but what myself and Stephen are doing now, it's next best thing for ourselves. And it was, a, it was the next step going up the football ladder and trying to get into management as well. And we got this fantastic opportunity to come down here and... It was a fresh start as well for us. And we were saying in the first hour, Scott, and that's why we said that to you, It's you know, you left uh, the club, you went to Aberdeen, but because of COVID, when you left, mm. um, there wasn't the chance to say farewell. So this night at the Ovo Hydro, May the 18th, I think there's still some tickets available if people want to come along and see you and Michael Lustig and hear some of these stories because it's, I mean, some people were on afterwards saying... Celtic won four trebles in a row. <laughs> and then, obviously, Rangers the next season won the league and there was so much disappointment at Celtic, but four in a row. Oh, it it was a remarkable time, obviously, for what Scott uh, achieved at the at the football club, the success he had, uh, the way he led uh, from the front. Um, so, you know, the pandemic uh, was, was a difficult time for many, many people and... Um, now look, it's a great opportunity to go out and, and support and, and, and give the well wishes that he, he clearly deserves, um, you know, because they were they, they were really good times at the football club. Uh, he was great also for, for the media um, and, and, and that's what, what I also enjoy that side of things because, look, going out football, winning trophies, that, that would have been all that mattered to you, Scott, but obviously in terms of, um, you know, the media attention that, that you, you definitely get up here, and the connection that you made with, with, with your supporters. You must be very proud of those times. Yeah, I, I think probably the first season when I, when I joined, it was all that obviously we came in, we've won the league and uh, getting to understand what the club was all about and knowing what the supporters were like, travel home and away, unbelievable for us. And it, it grew and the love for myself and the, the club grew and understanding of club means to so many people over the world throughout the world so not just in Glasgow mm. and what the passion is it's, we've, we've been to Australia and it shows you the passion over there for Celtic fans as well and then we've been to America as well and it's unbelievable so it, it's not just a Scottish based club it's throughout the whole world and, it, and 
for us to go over there and put smiles on people's faces, whether we won a cup or we won the league or we won a treble, uh, it, it made our day as well because football's nothing without the fans being there and supporting you and having your back. And they, they done that for the, the 14 years I was at the club and through thick and thin, we, we, we've all went through it. We, you're not going to win every single thing, but we had a fantastic period that we were on top of the world. And it was always going to end one way and it was just a shame how it ended. I know you're really busy down in England, eh, Scott, and the, the league structure there is uh, relentless. Have you had a chance to see this new look Celtic under under Ange Postecoglou? Have you spoken to him at all? Uh, I've not spoken to him directly, no. But um, I've been watching them, and whenever I get the opportunity to watch them, especially in semi-finals and cup finals, and uh, I, I take that opportunity up, and I'll be looking forward to the game coming up this weekend as well. So. Are you still no, are you still cursing the uh, commentators? No, of course. That, that never Anybody in particular? That right <laughs> <laughs> that, I'll that pass on your regards to Crocs. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the last time I seen him, I got sent off at Livingston away. So, yeah, um, so we, we'll try and forget that one. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it is relentless down here. And for, for myself, we still, myself and Stephen, we try and watch as much Scottish football as we possibly can. And it's a market that you're really interested in as well, that we know a lot about. So I know we're not going to get a lot of Celtic and Rangers players coming, but uh, we still watch as many games as we possibly can. And I've enjoyed watching Celtic and I've enjoyed their relentless run uh, continuously. It's a hard season for everybody, but the way they go about it, their squad is just exceptional at this moment in time. And the way uh, Ange and John Kennedy's got them playing is brilliant. I always find it interesting, Scott, when players who have been here, uh, I'm thinking of the likes of uh, Yakimakis at Celtic, maybe James Sands at Rangers, and they, they had a quick taste of Scottish football, and then they left, and they they, they weren't very complimentary about the standard. Um, what, what, what would you say in comparison? You're now in, what, the, the third tier of English football. I, I, I've been down there as well. I know how competitive it can be. I know that you're up against... Uh, some big clubs with, with uh, big resources in comparison to your own. How would you compare uh, Scotland's top flight with what you see in England? No, Scotland's top flight, it's, it's relentless, and especially to be in a team in Glasgow, Rangers Celtic, it's that relentless list that you've got to make sure that you keep winning. And there's a lot of players that come and they can't do that. They're fantastic footballers, but they don't understand what it takes to be a Celtic player. And if you don't win, that's 60,000 fans on top of you. If you win, 60,000 fans absolutely loving you and you've got to thrive off that. And there's a lot of players, as I say, struggle under pressure. And a lot of players, when, especially when COVID came, shall we say another team done really well when there was no pressure. But uh, for ourselves, it, it, it's a fantastic... <laughs> Are you? It's a fantastic game. Benny just dropped. That one eventually there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's a fantastic game up the road and Honestly, it's, it's it's a fantastic league. It's a great opportunity as well. And if anybody ever from down here wants to go up to Scotland, then I'd obviously give them fly, flying colours, that's for sure, and tell them what we'd expected and how well a, a league it is. And it's just more that relentlessness than anything. Scott, on that, I mean, I, I obviously experienced after my time up here for, for a long time and then going down and playing uh, in England where I guess that, that expectation of winning every single match 
Um, it wasn't there in, in, in a couple of the clubs that I went to, you know, long bus journeys and, and maybe lost a game and jumping on the bus and uh, the tunes are coming on and everyone's smiling and stuff. And I, I couldn't get my head around it. Now, you're not down there playing, you're down there coaching. How are you yeah. finding that? No, otherwise I'd be really good. And they know there's disappointment. They know they want to win week in, week out. But I, I get that as well. And I speak to other teams, other managers, and that some players have not got that winning mentality. They're just happy enough just to turn up, look good on the pitch. And if they move on, they move on. But it's a difference from probably being at a top club like Celtic at the time. And if you don't perform, there's always going to be somebody else that's going to be better than you. Well, take your jersey. And I think that was the thing that gives a lot of people the fear. You don't want to lose out your jersey. You want to make sure you're the first name on the team sheet week in, week out. Scott, you've had some highs this season, especially in the Cup with Fleetwood. Do you want to manage Celtic one day? <laughs> Look, I'm just, at this moment in time, I'm enjoying uh, Fleetwood. I'm enjoying being part of uh, a management team and background staff that are, uh, are fantastic for myself that we've all brought together. And, uh, I didn't know Owen Fon Williams, who was, who's our goalie coach. I didn't know Barry Nicholson. Uh, from Adam and me either so for me to bring all these people together and to have the bond that I've got since coming down here it's, it's been an enjoyment, enjoyable experience and it's one that I'm going to cherish and it's friendships that I'm going to cherish as well but at yep. the same time it, it, we're in a good place and as you say we've had a good cup run and we're unlucky to go out to Burnley but it was a 90th minute uh, one out with 10 men for 45 minutes so we, we have competed quite well we're trying to punch above our weight as we do here but at the same time you've got to make sure the lads are they're enjoying it and also performing and that's what they're doing so far. Scott, I was going to make my way down for, I think it's your last game of the season, Fleetwood v Ipswich, should be a cracking game. Have you got the director's box ticket sorted for me, mate? <laughs> and how about you, my man? Not a problem. <laughs> Come give a team talk. Brilliant, love it, love it. Uh, and Scott, all the proceeds are going to Celtic Foundation and I know you did loads for it in your time at Celtic and I think it's great that you and Mikael Lustig are still helping um, to help Celtic Foundation. They do amazing work, don't they, over the years? Yeah, it's not just for uh, around about Glasgow as well. It's throughout the world they do fantastic. They give people fantastic opportunities and they, they either kickstart them off or just a little bit of help when people need them. And you know, that, that's that's what the foundation's all about. And that's why uh, we try and help out as much as we possibly can. The lads that play that are playing now and that have played beyond as well help out as much as they possibly can, whether it's a charity match or turning up to events it's good to give a little something back and whether it's to put a smile on somebody's face for five minutes or it's to get some donations in that might help somebody as well. There was a group of Celtic fans who went to the Arctic recently. Part of the foundation yeah. raised a lot of money of for some charities. My, my Two of my brothers actually were, were on that trip. I mean, really, really demanding. But when they got back, uh, they had the, the dinner at uh, Celtic Park. They raised a lot of money for... Uh, my my uh, my brother's son has got autism and they raised a, a lot of money for one of those uh, charities, which was really great. And of course, Ange, Ange Postecoglou was there and managed to go around, I think, most of the tables as he as he always does, and uh, you know brilliant. just just yeah. just had a, a few words of encouragement for for everyone who had taken part in that, you know, very very demanding uh, challenge. So I, I I've got first hand experience from. You know, speaking to my brother, who um, he knows how much money they, they've yeah. raised for such a good cause. Scott, on that night, yeah. May, sorry, May the eighteenth, you've also got a couple of others joining you. Um, Johnny Hayes is coming, and I hear 
the captain, Callum McGregor. Yeah, I've been speaking to Callum the last couple of days, so uh, much appreciated for him coming along. Scott Bain, we Greg as well, and it's the ones that I've. I still speak to now. I still keep in contact with. Her. I know. I know there's a lot of players that have changed over since I've been there. And that's only been two years ago, but uh, we, we still keep a, a close uh, connection as well. Even other lads that can't make it as well due to it being holiday time as well. But uh, they, they always send the regards, and even Johnny as well coming. We'll <laughs> we'll get some subtitles for him when he comes along. <laughs> He's got a new deal as well, so uh, he'll be. I good. can't believe he got a new deal by the way. <laughs> <laughs> What's Robo doing? <laughs> See what's happened to the Don since you were there. Did you enjoy that as well? It was a short time there, but it was your first taste really of coaching. And you'll be pleased to see that we're, they're doing it at the moment. Third top of the table. Yeah, since Robo's came in, they've, they've been fantastic. And I think it's seven games in a row they've won now. Yeah. Uh, so for me, he's done a great job. He's a great great lad, even when I was there. Robo helped me a lot. For myself, uh, for Stephen coming in as well, it, it was it was easy for us to work with him which he always wants he, he always always wanted to become a manager and I think the first steps for him are looking very very good but no my time in Aberdeen it was fantastic and uh, as you say it was short but sweet I, I enjoyed it I got a good understanding of how a day-to-day coach works what you expect expectations from a player as well as also the coaching staff as well and I, I know I was doing a little bit of both but it was something that I will cherish and I've got a lot to thank Glassy for and uh, all the lads as well up at Aberdeen because I had a great 10 months there. I know the results didn't go as well as we wanted, but it was a life-changing experience. Scott, a lot of Celtic fans have been on. Jimmy is on the social saying, how did you feel when you played for Aberdeen against Celtic and when you came off and the reception you got, did you manage to take it in? Uh, it was hard. Uh, Go, obviously going back to Celtic Park going in the away dressing room men warming up on the wrong side of the pitch it's been, it's been 14, 14 years since I've been on that pitch beforehand and uh, warming up on that side so it, it was a weird experience but it was also a great experience as well because I hadn't been back and I've seen a lot of the staff that, that were there that I didn't see at Covid so it was a good chance for me to say bye to them as well and thanks for all their help too and finally, scoreline then, this weekend, it always comes down to what happens on the park, what's going to happen on Sunday? Uh, Craigie's not going to be a happy man. <laughs> right, this is the end of the phone call, so quick. <laughs> it's been the same story all season with Craig, he's not been happy. Uh, I here hoping that continues a few years more as well. Craig, there'll be more of these, won't there? Um, with you and him I, I didn't realise you'd played against each other so it was a good way was a to start well, it I was yeah. a young lad as well indeed he was yeah. younger from Hibs <laughs> Scott I probably had a red mohawk in the day. <laughs> so there's still some tickets can be had for the Oval Hydro May the 18th it's Scott Brown Mikael Lustig and others as well Callum McGregor's there Johnny Hayes is there uh, Greg Taylor and others it should be some night Scott, thanks. No, for it should be a good yep. night. Yep. It, it will be in. Much appreciated for this as well, lads. It, it is much appreciated. Not at all. Scott, good luck for well the rest done, of the season. Hope it works out good for you. Good luck. See you soon. Thank you very much, lads. Take care and all the best, okay? Cheers. And to you, the legend, Scott Brown. You know, we, we sometimes talk about uh, levels of respect with Celtic and Rangers. Um, I mean, I think one of the most uh, special images that I've got in my mind of Scott Brown is when he would when he crossed the halfway line to offer his support to Glenn Kamara in a Celtic Rangers yeah. game, 
And I know we've got a very ugly side to Celtic and Rangers, and it may well you may well find it in the boardroom, given that they don't want to any anyone's fans to come in. But there was one player being so supportive of another player who had been subjected to some dreadful uh, racism, and there was Scott Brown reaching out just to offer his support, which I thought said so much about the the level of, of respect that uh, players can have for each other. It was class because <clears throat> it, show, it shows the human element, the human side to the guy. Uh, and you're right, Andy, it was it was a brilliant touch. It was, it was very classy. you got to remember it's difficult, especially in these type of games, because you do have this front. You know, the supporters yeah. want to see this this robot, this machine. Um, so it was it was a really, really good moment and, and for me showed the, the type of person. I mean, the supporters at Celtic loved him. He was a, a huge success at the football club and it's great to see him doing good things down in England now as well. And sense of humour there as well that you maybe we didn't see too often on the pitch. That was a yeah. verbal two-footed tackle about Rangers' uh, success. I like that. It was, wasn't it? Okay, Tony Hamilton, thanks for helping with that as well and everyone at the Foundation. Scott Brown was with us and next, it could be you. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's the Wednesday evening edition. And next, your chance for the last fan standing. We've teamed up with our friends at Pristine Decker, the guys that give your home or business premises a makeover, inside and out. And we're going to give away a signed 2022-23 Rangers home shirt plus £150 cash ahead of this weekend's huge game. Each night between now and Friday night, we'll have a fan on and you have 45 seconds to answer as many questions about the club as you can. Whoever has the most at the end of the week wins the signed jersey plus £150. So Kieran, the Celtic fan, was on about an hour ago. Now it's Gavin, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Gavin. How are you doing, mate? You okay? Good, how are you? Ah, not too bad, not too bad, mate. It's going with the flow. Good. That, hey, that's the way to live your life, isn't it? So let's that's just that. get down to it. 45 seconds you've got. Give us your answer and then we'll tell you how you do at the end of that. Okay, standing by? No problem. Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Who scored Rangers' second goal in the win over Hearts in the Cup final last season? Oh. Cup final last season. Second oh, goal. The winner. Pass, pass, keep moving. <laughs> oh, Scotty. How many Scottish Cups has Rangers legend Barry Ferguson won? How many Scottish Cups? Scottish Cups. I'll add two seconds. Yep. Eight. Have Rangers won the Scottish Cup under or over 30 times? Under or over yes. 30 times? Over. Who did Rangers sign Ronald De Boer from? Ronald De Boer. Yep. Oh, come on. Ronald De Boer, De Boer, De Boer, De Boer. I don't know, pass. Who did Rangers defeat in the semi finals of the 2008 UEFA Cup? Oh, Fiorentina. Yep, I'm going to give you one more because of that earlier about the cap. What? Which year did Adam McCoyce leave Rangers for Kilmarnock? So when did he leave for Kilmarnock? No idea. <laughs> That's not the answer. But right, you've got <laughs> <laughs> that was nineteen ninety eight, I can tell you, down there. There was ten thousand people when he and uh, Ian Durant, Durant were there when they had the signing of the new sports division jerseys, I remember that That's season. Right. I remember that. Remember that? I, yeah. I remember it well. I, I do oh, I listen, it's much harder on air, isn't it? It's, it's disgusting. I see you listening <laughs> in the car. You're like, that's, that's a doddle. See when you're basically middle of, basically a park. 
walking about yourself ah, it's, it's, it's not that straightforward that's pressure Gavin I've spent a lifetime telling people that <laughs> it's like playing in front of a crowd <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. that's, I, 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 I was talking to one of your producers I have to, the, 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 right. me man Spitbo the, the, the bits and Bobble Road and Bobby Fair he's in the next pitch doing some coaching ah, right yeah what do you mean one of our producers this isn't BBC <laughs> <laughs> no right so you were writing the first one so it's got right but isn't it tough when you're live but you got it right how many Scottish Cups has Barry won five yeah Greg, you agree? Mm-hmm. Um, Rangers, you were right about over. They've won the cup over 30 times. Ronald de Boer, it was Barcelona in 2000. Greg, what a play. I didn't know that one. No. Yeah. Ronald, Ronald de Boer, what a, what what a play player. he was. Yeah. Uh, oh, tremendous. Rangers, who did you defeat in the semi final 2008 on the way to the final? It was Fiorentina. Yeah, you got that. Yep. Which year did Adam McCoy, that's the one we finished on? I added on because I said cap rather than cup it was 1998 so you got three right so listen you're in it to win it we'll find out tomorrow or Friday so to be fair it was better than I thought I was going to do so I'll, I'll take three did you <laughs> <laughs> how are you thinking just now you see the change at the top with a new CEO does it bother you or are you excited or they've used the word a new energy in the club what do you feel I think I think the time is right for a change. I, definitely, I do think there has been a, a step back. I think when we got fifty-five, that was a chance to potentially accelerate and basically push on. Whereas we've not really pushed on as such. Uh, Mick Bielkman, I think, has been a great appointment. There's definitely been an improvement in the way they're playing football. Uh, I think realistically, when Mick Biel came in, I, I think if you ask most Rangers fans, they, they wouldn't expect, at that point they probably say the league was done and dusted. So our only hope was to try and get some sort of cup. Uh, so hopefully see what happens at the weekend uh, I think I'll go to one I don't know the, the way they've played recently I'm, I'm not too hopeful but you never know this might be a daft one for you but would you prefer Celtic to win the title at, what's the least worst option for you if they do it at Tynecastle the week before or if they do it at Ibrox and it's if right you know they may lose at Hearts they may lose at Rangers but do you know what I'm asking you in a way, if they if Celtic win it finally at Hearts, can you then put that to bed and look forward to the game with them a following week? To be honest, the, the league's been done and dusted for basically the last few months. So yeah. whether I know it's at Castle or Ibrox, it's, it's obviously you don't want them to win at Ibrox. I do. I like to see Hearts give them basically a doing and Rangers personally. <laughs> but whether not Hearts beat them, Rangers beat them, the league's done and dusted. I mean, Celtic celebrate weeks and months ago, so it's, it's just a matter of time now. So. But to answer your question, yeah. the, if, was, if I had the choice of basically either Tannadice, sorry, sorry, Tynecastle or Ibrox, then yes, it's got to be basically Tynecastle all day long. Gavin, what's needed? What's needed this Sunday for Rangers to go and win that football match? What is needed? I, I think Conor Golson back. The, basically, the last three games, as you've probably seen, conceded six goals, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just shows you how, how much a miss he's been. So personally, I would go with Goldson, uh, Goldson and Suter. I would drop uh, Davis. Yep. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's I, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think. I don't know. It's even basically the game at Parkhead. He was he was at fault for at least one of the goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Suter. I know he's been injured and obviously he's had his, his own personal issues and things yeah. like that. But I think he's. I know he's not an actual left-footed player, but I think he's probably more consistent to what I've seen in the last couple of games. So I think if we can get basic things right at the back, ideally, if we can go off to if we get an early goal, mm-hmm. then I think potentially Celtic may get a fright. Uh, but who's up, who's up top? Who's up top? You speak an early goal. I, I, I agree with you. I think Rangers need to get that early goal. 
I think the other um, who's going to start up top it's got, it's got to be Alfredo I know he's, he's been way off, way off the mark just now but I, I don't see any, any other great options that's going to come in so I know obviously Sakala's done not too bad uh, but I think if Kent's definitely fit and then Kent comes back in I know he's not been great as well but at least he poses more of a threat mm-hmm. charging forward but even Morelos the last couple of games I've seen Morelos more up in the wing than what I've seen in the actual box so I've honestly no idea Skippy I've honestly no idea but we, we, we need to do something that, that's, that's guaranteed we need to do something Skippy, that's, I haven't heard that for ages. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, know, I, normally, I normally got Oz. I know, the, the, I know. the Skippy one, I know that Scotty McDonald used to get called Skippy. I prefer the Oz, but okay. Gavin, right. no problem. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's an old uh, programme. Um, Andy, what's your Rangers team then? So, Well, I, I think uh, obviously it'll be McGregor in goal. I think it'll be Tavernier. If Golden's fit, I yeah. think he'll play. And yeah. I, I think he'll play alongside uh, Davis. That was right. the, the partnership before Golson got injured. Barisic would be your left back. And then if you had two in front of them, I don't know about Ryan Jack and his fitness. He looks as he's out for a while, isn't he? I think yeah. so. So yeah. it'd be Lundstrom yeah. and Raskan. And then you would have, I think Tillman will play. I think Sakala will play. I'd imagine Ryan Kent. Um, will play and I think it'll be Morelos yeah. yeah top so no Campbell I agree with that I, apart from Davis I agree with that I... can, you, Craig, can, you, can you play Cantwell and Tillman and, in the same team no Craig what would you say <laughs> that was quick so that was <laughs> boom yeah. um, <laughs> that's a, of course you can but in this type of game are, might, they, are, might, they, are they effective in the same team both of them <laughs> I suppose my argument is are they not too light are Rangers not too lightweight with both of them yeah but yeah, potentially it's mm. it's it's a valid point like I said I mean if you're going to play the, those two a game maybe Campbell who, who Peter Grant was telling us can come in off the left yeah he did um, for me Scotty Arfield is a different player is sure. a different player from and the start. Would you have him on? Yeah, but again, I mean, uh, Gavin, Gavin's mentioned yeah. Kent there, and by yeah. the way, it shows you. I wasn't even thinking of Kent, right. Gavin, and that's probably okay. a bad sign in terms of uh, you know what we know what he can do, but we've spoken about that for for some time, and now he's injured. My oh, my, my starting team was McGregor, Tav, Goldson, and Suter, uh, Barisic, Raskin, Lundstrom, and I did have uh, Cantwell in there. Uh, and then, then it's the the forward areas where I'm really un, I'm really undecided what they're going to do. Matondo come yeah, on and showed sure. showed some energy, but is he going to start the match? Sakala will definitely start. Um, if if Ken's if Ken's nearly there, Ken will start. I'd love Arfield to start. On you go, Gavin. I'd love Arfield to start. Sorry, I'd love Arfield to start, but I don't I don't know how many basic minutes he's got in the legs. So potentially use Arfield for, maybe what, see maybe for that game. Minutes. See for that game. He 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 will have all those minutes. It's it's. I mean, again, it's a game where ad, adrenaline, mm. adrenaline in, in this in this type of match. I tell you what, it, you can run on an empty tank. Uh, this this game Aye. does produce that. So in terms of how many minutes uh, Scotty Arfield could play that that for this particular match, that wouldn't concern me. No, no. Suppose Which, I. Mm. Gavin, what do you think is going to happen? Are you going to win it? I've got to say I hit I've got to yeah. <laughs> You don't sound too convinced yeah. No see, it, it all depends If Rangers came out I, I thought basically The last game Rangers started basically Well 
Uh, if Rangers, I think Rangers started well, but they're just not taking their chances. They're just no, they're no ruthless enough in front of the goal. That's my concern. Uh, if, it's, if Coulson come back, that's a, a massive boost uh, for the defence to try and also try and keep a, a clean sheet, ideally. Uh, but I do, if Rangers come out the traps and get an early goal, I do think Celtic will get a, a bit of a fright as long as Rangers push on. Then Celtic are there for the, for the beating. But then again, if Celtic score early, then they could potentially pick the scoreline. It's going to be some game, isn't it? And the fans there. Do you miss the fans, Gavin? You know, when it's at Ibrox or at Parkhead without the opposition? I do. I, I do. It's, don't be wrong. I, I, I see the reason why they did that. Obviously, when the Rangers were through like the leagues and things like that, having basically the full broom on the Celtic fans chanting their songs and basically winning was disgusting. <laughs> so, but then again, on the flip side, if Rangers won Ibrox and obviously Celtic yeah. fans are left behind, they're same at basically part yeah, it's, it, 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 There's pros and cons to it. Uh, but I do think it's always a little for them game. The, the hatred there is, is massive. But for, for 90 minutes, let the fans back to what it was. Let them sing what they want to sing. For 90 minutes, let them enjoy themselves and get home to the kids and the family. And that. <laughs> Just look. Just go for the flow for the full 90 minutes. Exactly. That's a good phrase. Go with the flow. Um, we wonder what's going to happen this weekend. It's going to be... And then they play again in a couple of weeks' time uh, now that the split has come. Gavin, who's your all-time favourite Rangers player? Oh, it's good to be Super Alley, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not bad Sorry, Craig. No, <laughs> I, I, I certainly wasn't expecting to hear my name. I'll give you the tip. Barry's always got you in his Alley. top 11 uh, players. Oh. Ali McCoy's, whatever happened to him? You don't really see him or hear him <laughs> anywhere, do you? <laughs> uh, he's, he's not afraid, isn't he? He's off the quiet these uh, days. That's right, very quiet. In this last hour, <laughs> by some player. He should work on his confidence yeah. a bit more. Yeah, my struggles, struggles. Uh, and final uh, question, don't, Gavin. Don't what about Mick Beale, as you call him, Michael Beale? So he came in in November. You know, you might get a cup, but what if you don't? What do you feel? Is he making progress for you and enough progress? Definitely, 100%. I think, obviously, the, the, the Old Firm game, the, was it the game they left out basically Cantwell and Raskin? Yeah. Was, that the, was that the two each game, I think it was? Uh, is that the game of start of the year? Yeah, I can't remember. That, 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 that was a final. That was that his only mistake. Oh, sorry, 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 yes, sorry, it was, yes. So at that point, that was probably the only time I've really questioned his, his choice. I'm like, well, that, that's the two players that he, he actually wanted to sign. And not, so that was the only time I kind of questioned him. But thereafter, I can't, yeah, I, I don't think there'll be many Rangers fans who can kind of criticise what he's trying to bring to the, the table. Plus the fact that there's changes at the top as well. So it'd be interesting to give him the full summer transfer window to see obviously what he can do going forward. But it needs to be from start to finish. So just a, a total clear out. Then obviously see what happens at the start of the season. But I see realistically, the, the league was basically long gone before he even came into the, the, the job. So we'll see what happens at the weekend. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the appointment. Can't complain. Gavin, thanks so much for joining us. We'll speak to you soon, maybe on Friday. No problem. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers Gavin. Thanks, guys. I hope so. You say, yeah. Cheers. Last fan standing. That's the competition with Pristine Decker, the guys that give your home or business premises a makeover inside and out. Craig, that'd be not bad, wouldn't it? In not your business premises and in the house. Why not? Your house yeah. is one of your many, oh. I would imagine. Yeah, on the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy, what about Walker Towers? Yeah, they could be in there. I have my packed up Walker Towers and moved on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kicked the kids out. That was not a commercial uh, plug, but great to get a competition there, isn't it? That's good. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Quick break and then we're back. You can speak to Andy and Craig after this The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go
Crofty and Grado back tomorrow morning with Gina and Grado from 6am when you get up. Uh, Andy, I know you are a fairly early riser. Yes. You had a busy weekend. You, you took in three games. Craig, have you ever taken in three games in three days? Or two days? Two and a half games, really. Aye, just, aye, but aye, it, okay. was, uh, it was good. You have, actually, because you're always uh, yeah, going yeah. around the country. I've seen, seen a couple players. yesterday, yeah. yeah. Um, Kenny Miller, who was here last night, as I mentioned, he's at Man City Arsenal tonight. What a game! It's going to be some game, isn't it? Tremendous. Who's going to win, guys? What do you think? I think Arsenal have blown it. Yeah. And I think City are coming good at the right time. Not just against Arsenal, but the big game against uh, Real Madrid mm. that is coming up. Um, I think City will do it tonight. And are they going to win? Like I think the so. Holy Grail as well. Well, uh, if they get League? past if they get past Madrid, they will win the lot. Yeah. I, I fancy them in the FA Cup final against United as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big hurdle is uh, Real Madrid. They're the ones who can get the job done I know their league form has been awful but they they come up with the Champions League time and time again the Beecher's Brook for them though isn't it it could just be too much maybe this year is it written in the stars for Pep to do it with Man City well you've been thinking this for years given the squad that he's assembled there the amount of money that it's cost but he has uh, you know he's fallen in in every year and the, the next big hurdle is of course Real Madrid that's if they win that I fancy them for the final against either of the Milan sides Craig, what do you feel first of all tonight? Who's going to win, Man City or Arsenal? Again, I've been a, I've gone, I've been an Arsenal man all season. Mm-hmm. Wanting to see Arteta do well, and I thought that the, yeah. they, they kind of were just getting away with it, but yeah. being reeled in. Um, I'd love to see it, Craig. But uh, I think City, just City got too much now. They got the the, the, tool, so. the tools they have, the experience they have. Now I know that they've still got the the Champions League, which is is huge, uh, obviously for the for the football club and, and for Pep, no doubt. Uh, but I just think they've got too much. It'll be a cracking game. I think Man City will, will come out on top and, and go on and win the Premiership title now. And Champions League? Champions League. That's a big um, if though, isn't it, against uh, I, I think, Real Madrid? Yeah, but I think, yeah. I, I think again, saying that, probably the last couple of years of thinking, you know, Man City, it's their time, it's their time. Um, but Real Madrid, you touch on Andy, their, their, their record in the Champions League over Amazing. the past 10, 12 years yeah. is, is frightening. Um, and that, that is a real test. But they're capable, Paul. They're capable. Um, Celtic boss Ange Postacoglu, as you know, has been left unimpressed with the SPFL's post-split fixture scheduling and reckons it's uh, done some of the Hoops fans a disservice or most of them. But we had a different view from Laurie earlier on. Uh, Frank had a view as well, which could be that weekend with uh, Celtic fans at Tynecastle and then Rangers. You know, Celtic fans coming back through, Rangers fans, of course, seeing their team playing against Aberdeen uh, that day. Let's hope that common sense prevails and people behave. There is that element as well. We need to uh, behave. Yeah, you need to take responsibility. Exactly, yeah. It can't always be down to keeping people apart. I mean, that is a recipe for... Well, it's a a rocky road to go down. Great. what about Antonio Cholak? He swapped Mm -hmm. agents to join the ranks of some of European top heavyweights. What does this mean, is he... What do you feel? Is he, he looking for an exit? He, he wasn't happy yeah. with his last agent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nah, look, I, I mean, the thing is, it, look, at the, end of, at the end of the day, the you know, there's, there's great football agents out there, um, you know, that have uh, great networks. They still need the player to perform, Andy, you yeah. know, on, on a week-to-week basis. And look, Cholak come in and, and, and hit the ground running and done well this season. Uh, now he, he believes he'll have representation that might take him elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Look, if Rangers were to get some decent money for, for Cholak, I can't imagine too much resistance. Rangers have to learn it's not bad to do business. If you can make a profit on Cholak, do it. And, you know, as long as you've done your homework and you've got maybe 
two, three, four options in reserve if you get the money that you're looking for, then that's what you do. And um, I think they've been guilty of not doing that, especially, we've spoken about it so often, Kent and Morelos sure. being allowed to go for free is, is poor management. I think everyone's fed up talking about mm. Kent and Morellas, aren't we? We all are. Yep. You know, yep. and then the callers yeah, yeah. come on and mention it as well. What yeah. about Yanis Hadji then? Is he yeah. um, marketable? He could be on his way. There's been speculation and Kamara as well. I'm looking to see where in the rebuild Rangers start to get some yeah. money yeah. in. I, I thought, sorry, Craig, yeah. before you answer, I thought he would have come on at uh, Pataudry last week. Yeah. Why didn't he? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's a simple answer to that. But look, Hadji, obviously, you know, he came back from the, the ACL. Um, hasn't really um, got back to, to to playing regular football, which is always difficult after a long-term injury, Paul. Um, but again, if he's not going to be playing regular um, and there there is an opportunity, um, you know, maybe another admirer out there that, that would pay decent money for Haji, then Andy's right. I, I don't think that Rangers... Uh, are in a position now to to not be looking at potential offers that come in for for their players, uh, and I think that you know we touch on the the obvious ones. I, I, they they will most certainly not allow those situations to to pop up again. I think they'll deal with that. They'll take the money that's on offer, try and maximise the most you can get out of the deals. Andy, what do you think of Jack Butland, the Man United reserve keeper? He's a Crystal Palace player, yep. as you know. Deals up from the end of June. I've, Is he I've, coming? Well, I've seen him play for Stoke. Uh, there was yeah. a time when he was so highly thought of, hence he got his, uh, his special move. Um, you always wonder with people like that who are attached to a club like Man United, they're on serious money. Yeah. And how much of a deal can you do? How much does the player want to come to Scottish football? Yeah. And, you know, what are you selling them? Obviously, there's a, there's a chance you can win the title next season. There's a chance that you could play... Yeah. Champions League football, but none of that is is guaranteed. Players like to players like to know where they'll where they'll fall more than most. And um, Scottish football, as you heard Scott Brown saying earlier, always a big challenge uh, for players. It's not easy, and you just wonder whether he's convinced about making the move up here. I think it's a genuine one, genuine one, Paul. I think that there is some real interest uh, from both player and club. Uh, by all accounts, obviously, Crystal Palace have first option. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is this is I don't think something that's out there that uh, is, is 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 maybe speculative. Uh, I think that there may be a desire from both uh, club and player. Thirty years old, good age, isn't it? You know, young for a goalkeeper. I think we'd agree. Brilliant. What do you think of him? Uh, again, I've not seen loads yeah. of him, but you, you don't you, you don't sort of like um, yeah. end up at a Manchester yeah. United and yeah. and down there and performing and. Uh, for the length of time, he's maybe not played a lot of football, but a thirty-year-old that's not a, that's not a, an old age for a goalkeeper. He has stature. He had he has that presence, which I think uh, is is important. Fine wine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So no, the thing definitely in, ticks boxes for the me. The thing is, coming up here, as you well know, playing with Rangers, they tend to dominate most games. Yeah. They've got the majority of the ball in most games. Yep. And at times, you need to come up with a big save so. when you've not been doing anything for 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, that, that's something that all good goalkeepers have at big clubs. Andy, for this weekend then, so five, six minutes left in the programme, we won't see you or hear you until... Are you on later in the week? 
Yeah, no, no, I think it's the next week. Next so week. what do you think for this weekend then? First of all, Inverness against Falkirk. We touched it in the first hour. What do you think is going to happen? I would love Falkirk to do it. Uh, obviously, I've got to know Stephen pretty yep. well and I just think it's a remarkable story. Uh, a team from the third tier, remember. Mm -hmm. They're in the semi-final. They're there on merit and uh, they will definitely give Inverness Cali a game. So I'm going for Falkirk. I hope they can do it. And on Sunday, I think it's another tremendous occasion. So good to see the, the ground. Uh, one half blue, the other half green. And I, I've said it before, I think Celtic are too strong for Rangers at the moment. They've got too many potential match winners. Mm. You keep Kyogo quiet, uh, I think Jota could score. I think Maida could score. You keep them quiet, I think Celtic have got a goal-scoring threat from the middle of the park. They've got strong defenders. I think Celtic will win. Craig, first of all, Saturday then. Yeah. So, John McGlynn against Billy Dodds. You you mentioned earlier you're heading towards the men from the Highlands. Yeah, look, and I, look, I mean, we Dodsy, obviously, uh, <laughs> I, I love the wee man. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't speak, I don't speak to him as much as what I would like nowadays. He's, he's busy. But, Does he not take the call? But, no, no, he takes, <laughs> he, 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 he takes a call. But I've seen you for a long the, the, time, the under, but no longer not. The, the under, the, ah, he, no, he loves me, he loves me. Yeah. The, the underdog, I, Falkirk, look, again, Falkirk, it's an amazing achievement just mm -hmm. to get to this stage. Um Form hasn't been great domestic, but this game, no. semi-final, uh, I, I do like a story every now and then of, of the underdog. Yeah. And, and and again, Sunday, and I'm, Celtic are clear favourites. So sure. for me, the underdog, the, the the one that's not expected to, to go and win this match is Rangers. And I'm going to go for a Rangers win. You'd be surprised to hear that I'm going to go for a Rangers win. 2-1, uh, but in extra time. In extra time, who's going to score those goals? I have no idea, and I <laughs> do not. And I yeah. do not care. Yeah. <laughs> as long as, yeah. as long as Rangers go and get a result. Very good. Let's see if there's any insight from the managers. Look, they weren't saying much about it at the weekend. Ange first. It's not like our training needs to change. Our training's good. Uh, we'll analyse it, review it, look at our wounds, um, and get ready for a big game. Did you take anything from that, really? I don't think so. No, not uh, at yeah. all. I mean, it was interesting speaking to Scott yeah. Brown, who was saying that, uh, you know, he's been speaking to Callum McGregor over the last couple of days. And uh, I think the way that Callum McGregor has just taken over that mantle as Celtic's captain, you know, learning from someone who was uh, remarkably successful, uh, it, it looks as though he's just made a, a seamless transition from, you know, Scott Brown's teammate to, you know, taking over the armband and, and actually being a leader himself. And it could be another title for him. If it is, if it is, it's not the treble uh, this weekend anyway, or mm. even the, the Cup 4 Rangers, because mm. they've still got the final to go for. But it would be, how big is this achievement if Celtic get to this final? Well, again, they're going back on that trail of uh, treble. They're going trying to get back to being utterly dominant in the way they were. We, we spoke about it earlier, those four years when they won... 12 trophies on the spin truly remarkable and from you know a time where a treble was you know once in a once in a blue moon uh, you know Celtic showed that they could do it four years on the spin and they they've got their eye on that prize yet again and they will obviously be massive favourites if they win on this is the final before the yeah, final sure. you would imagine uh, Celtic or Rangers up against Falkirk or Inverness Cali Thistle um, you know, it's the Glasgow side that's that's Ch only win. Challenge, challenge for Rangers. Mm. I've got to hear from Michael Beale first. Sorry, if you don't sorry. mind, no, no, just there's not much in it. But this is what he said at the weekend. 
well, I think next week will just take care of itself because it's a huge game. It's a it's a derby. Our team hopefully will be different by one or two players as well, but it's a complete different way the game will be played. Awesome. Yeah, now what I was going to say is, look, Celtic are proven winners. They've shown that uh, in, in, in recent times. The challenge and the big step for, for, for Rangers uh, is to, to show that, that they can go and win important football matches. That's, that's a test. We know next season there's going to be changes, but right here, right now, Rangers have an opportunity to show their supporters that they can be winners. Going to be some game. The referee will be hopefully not talking about <laughs> Willie Collin. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we've got to the stage now where there's far too much focus on who yeah. will referee the game, as if it, as if it means something. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've got a group of referees who have not had their best season, let's say, and I think there is definitely room for improvement. But um, far too much focus on the referee. All you want them to do is be strong, be firm, be fair. Um, and, you know, I think it will be a, a feisty affair. You will see tackles. You will see controversial uh, incidents. No one wants to get away from anything being controversial, but let's not have an incident uh, like, uh, you know, the James Jago yeah. where mm-hmm. you're getting a red card for oh, absolutely nothing. I like the way you say disaster. That would be a disaster. A bit of Scottish in there, yeah, isn't there as well? Because nah. it would be, but that was good news. At least it was overturned, the Jimmy Jago. Common sense. Yep. Common sense. Great for the referee, are you and, and VAR, like Andy. Yeah. I'm sure uh, you don't disagree. No, yeah. exactly the same as, as him. I was probably one of those ones against VAR and people were excited about it at the start of the season. I just hope after the games, and I say the games, there is two semi-finals this weekend, I just hope that there is no discussion. But I, <laughs> I say that with... Um, if we could get <laughs> to a stage, breath. Craig, where referees looked at a game... If there's any chance you can keep the player on the park, yeah, yeah, forget yeah. the colour of his yeah. strip. Yeah. If there's any chance you can keep him on the park, do it. Yeah. No one, no clubs, no players yeah. will complain. And I totally get it. Sometimes there are uh, absolutely red card offences and players do daft things. Yeah. Fine, but see if you can just set the bar a bit higher for fulls, yellows, and especially reds. Mm-hmm. We'd have a better game. Yeah, I just want to see. I just want to see the referees and VAR, which they're backed up with, uh, and that is a, another opportunity to get the right decisions. I just want to see people do their jobs correctly. That's it. That's the tours. It's flown That's in tonight, it. hasn't it? Thank you, Andy. Marvellous. Thank you, Craig. Cheers. Craig's back on Friday. Andy, next week, will be with us. Zoe Kelly is up next. Tomorrow night, it's going to be Leanne Crichton and Stephen McGinn. Up next, the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.